Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. So I titled this one, um, sorry, I'm not like wasting time today. <laughs> I have no time to waste today, so um, yeah. I don't know. I titled this one Loose Sheets. <laughs> um, that, that, I can't tell y'all about that. I don't know. I, I don't have anything to tell y'all. Like, honestly. Um, it's early. Good morning. Y'all know I do early rise, <laughs> early rising. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, like loose sheets. Um I feel like it, the title is self-explanatory. I don't know. It just depends on what it means to you. Like, that's how I really want it to be. Like, what does loose sheets mean to you? Because today I'm not in the journal. I got these loose sheets of paper. <laughs> that's that's what That was my thought, right? I was like, oh, I got, um, I'm not even going to be in the journal today. I got these loose sheets of paper because I'm, I actually have a planner instead today for planning. And loose sheets. Y'all, Loose Sheets. This is Loose Sheets. So, welcome to the show. This is my Affleck pen. <laughs> Affleck. Oh, by the way, so right now, insurance is like hot shit, apparently. Um, because that's where all the fucking jobs are. So, it's got to be hot shit gotta be so why aren't you buying it and why aren't you buying it from me <laughs> loose sheets you guys that's what this is titled i'll be loving vibing with you guys this was supposed this was a 7 17 a.m scheduled event On Sunday mornings, 7.17 a.m. <laughs> Freaking get your asses up. I got to get up earliest freak o'clock. So I'm trying to bless y'all early.
I just, I don't know. Y'all know when I get silent, I'll be on Twitter. Y'all give the hell up in the background. Because that's how my thoughts. <laughs> Y'all, because why is the sunny water so nasty? <laughs> I'm going to re, oh, I'm going to rewrite Loose Sheets. Like, okay, Loose Sheets is the title, but it's also the first. Loose Sheets is like whatever it means to you, though. I don't want to give y'all. I don't want to give y'all too much, too much on that topic because I really want y'all to like pull from your own selves. Like, what does the phrase loose sheets make you feel like? What does it resonate with? What 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 can you tie that to? Y'all, she said kissing fat lips just hit different into. Oh my gosh, you can check a boom boom. I'm finna write it down. Oh Lord, they got all the little old throwback children's books, y'all. First of all, I bought some books for my kids, and I was like, thank God. I had to go to Goodwill to find them shits, y'all. Like, <laughs> that's how <laughs> Y'all need to give me some new authors or something, like, or something. Maybe I could do a Google search. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, damn, where is the throwback? Frog and Toad, our friend. It's like you just can't look back on these books the same because even this. Okay, this is why Twitter just sometimes y'all just be telling too much. Like, stop. <laughs> Froggin told our friends, thinking, this lady says, thinking about how Amy Hennyhouse, Amy Hennyhouse, Amy Hennyhouse, y'all, at Dad Is That You. First of all, at Dad Is That You, <laughs> y'all knew she was coming in petty as fuck from the get-go. Then her name, Amy Hennyhouse. Okay, y'all, listen, I'm so stuffy, so just get over it because, listen, Polly, okay, it's not the fucking corona. <laughs> like, oops, I said that first. See, I've been trying not to drop the F-bomb at all. Okay. She says, thinking about how the author of Frog and Toad was a closeted gay man and Frog and Toad was representative of his secret relationship. <sighs> like, just why, Amy, any house do you have to talk about that? Why you gotta just, because now the book just now, it can't be in the cinema. Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna write chicken chicken boom boom next. Cause that's what got my attention on this lovely thread. Okay. Yeah, so first of all, y'all, where the freak is my chapstick? <sighs> y'all, it's always the chapstick, like. 
but guess what? I have Affleck chapstick all the time. The Affleck chapstick is always the one I can find, y'all. That just be pissing me off so many times. But that shit is reliable as hell. Just like the damn insurance, okay? Because clearly... Someone ate some fire. I can tell. I can tell because the bag is low. Don't y'all hate that when people come in and just sneak it. Have one of your snacks. Dang, I got two left like pins in here. Y'all reliable, reliable, reliable. Because I got the pins and chapstick. We stuff I can't find the chapstick. So I might be lying about that. I might be lying about that. So yeah. Um, blue sheets. It's early. It's Sunday. This is a seven seventeen a.m. schedule. You feel Sunday morning. Where are you? Corduroy. Okay, Corduroy can still be interested. Franklin Phibbs. Oh yes, Franklin Phibbs. I'm gonna buy that for my kid. I'm gonna buy Franklin Phibbs for his ass. All my kids. This brings back childhood memories. The bed. Y'all remember all of these books? Madeline. Okay, so this is where she gets real, bitch, because the very hungry caterpillar. <gasps> Baby! <laughs> this was my shit. Now, I'm gonna write this down. Let me tell y'all about the very hungry caterpillar, okay? Because I used to feel like that. I was a hungry caterpillar. <laughs> Itching my fucking way through the bites of life. Oh, no. I was a very hungry caterpillar. Inching my way through the bites of life. Sorry, you guys. I have to tweet that. Uh, this is crazy.
this is so fucking funny. Hold on, because this is the fucking energy. Y'all, okay, now, you know what? I'm sorry, because y'all know what? I'm going to have to just do this right here, because I fucking love Cardi, y'all, because let me just tell y'all how Cardi It's funny, because I normally don't watch any type of TV. I never watch TV. Like, I never fucking watch TV. Like, I don't know why. That shit is just dumb as fuck to me. Like, <laughs> think about it. It's television programming. Like, you just watching the same shit all the time. That's just what you go. And, like, that's what you think. Like, it's like or something. I don't know. But I just don't like that shit at all. Like, I'd rather, like, just not and sit and listen to my thoughts all day than do that shit. Like, sometimes. Most of the time. But for some reason, I got into love and hip-hop for this uh season and it was like but before that okay no i don't even know like i got into loving hip-hop and there was this girl on there and she just was like wild as fuck like <laughs> i just felt like like with the teeth yo and i loved her oh my god when they put her in etiquette class with tara like i started watching that shit mad like early they put her in the fucking uh etiquette class and she just was like fuck this etiquette class like i felt it because y'all i swear like i i always tell i always like refer to the girls being my white granny like because she really spent a lot of time with her like like her mater her paternal grandmother was a white woman so it's so funny because i spend the most time with my granny but i call her my white granny because that's what she be wanting you to do like <laughs> is freaking etiquette please and the salad fork and you know all of that kind of stuff but i don't know like yeah i had to learn all of that joke with her because to, but if we was gonna hang out because in her mind i don't know i don't know how that shit just i don't know how that shit just did a spinoff because that's not what i was talking about but i'm just saying like that was like my experience growing up and it's so funny, like, looking back at it now, because I don't know. Like, I feel more, I understand that there is a way to carry yourself in certain, like, settings. And I can do that 100%, right? But I still got to be me. And that's the part. That's the part. Like, that's the conflict. Because I'm not, I'm not going to be washing out me. Right? The parts that are black. The black me. I feel like no one should be walking away from their black me right now. I'm going to put that out there. Black me. Because right now, being black is just... Well, for one, not right now. Let me just tell you. I'm talking about the fact that they're making it cool right now, right? But being black has forever been the shit. But understanding and loving it and treating yourself with the freedom to freely express yourself, which is, I feel like, what being black kind of means. Like, it's the freedom. Because it was, it's it's the freedom that we fight so hard to live. We've always represented that vibe, right? So that's why I think we're so expressive you know, as a culture, because it's like, we always, we have to like push things out of ourselves to get to that freedom. 
I don't know, but I just know that I'm not letting anything cause me not to be expressive any further. And that's what I feel like my experience. Like, I didn't realize that probably until today. With all these new sheets here, because we're just, I don't know. I really titled this shit intermission at first, because, like, that's where I feel like life has been. It's been an intermission, like, pause. <laughs> you know how you go into, like, a movie or a play, and, um, I don't know. They have an intermission, and it's, like, pause is the whole thing. And that's what life has been like, right? Give you a pause. Pause. A pause. I don't know why I said anything like that. Okay, but yeah, give you a pause. You know what I'm saying? To think some shit through. And to think about some things. But anywho, what I was getting at was, yeah, I don't know how I went on that tangent about my white granny, but... But I love her. So... Black me went on the page um, on the loose sheets. But yeah, so I was saying how much I love Cardi because I feel like I really just watched this. Like, I watched that, like, etiquette shit. I, and I remember seeing her on that. Like, and I remember, like, this part where she was like, this nigga named DJ Self, uh, he really tried her. Like, he really tried fucking Cardi. Like, honestly. And that shit was weird. Like, I don't know. Like, he really just didn't want to fuck with her at all. And that shit was just crazy. Like, and she was like in the videos just saying how, like, it's okay, nigga, you don't regret that shit. And I'm talking about, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened because I, I don't know if I just stopped watching it properly. So, you know what I'm saying? I pretty much don't finish anything in this season. I finish, let me tell you what I do finish. Ozark on fucking Netflix. I finish that shit. Okay? Because, baby, hell, and we'll watch it again. And it's crazy because that shit started off so slow. I, I really was finna give out on Batman. I was like, look. <laughs> Look, this shit is boring, baby. <laughs> this shit is boring. Baby, this shit is boring. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting bored. He like, he like, oh, hang in there. Before I could even open my damn mouth. Yeah. But yeah. So I was talking about the whole thing about Cardi. Yeah, she's the bomb because I watched her just, you know, be her authentic self and that just watching as she climbs. It's great, right? So, I'm looking at this thread on Twitter. Um, and it's like, 
talking about the whole, oh my God, I lost it. So I just lost it. Oh, there it is. Offset was a way more fun cheater. Y'all won was iconic. Right? Right? Y'all. Or when he tweeted, balls in my face, I'm gay, y'all, after being caught in random girls' DMs. This shit is crazy. Like, it's funny because he was doing shit like that. Like, this thing is just talking about. Okay, there's almost nothing Quavo can do that will be able to top this. And here's the part. Hold up. Apologies. Y'all, apologies though. Apologies, public apology for a public embarrassment. I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> Somebody talk about nigga got up mid convo with her and was like, Izzy Dion, at Izzy Dion, at Izzy Dion. I gotta talk about your ass too, because you funny. You funny. Because what the fuck? This shit is funny, y'all. I'm so stuffy. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Oh, so, look. I want to try this thing, the neti pot or whatever the hell for my nose. Somebody give me some reviews, please. Tell me. I'm going to try it anyway. I'm just telling you a thing. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, this nigga whispering like he in the room with the bitch. He trying not to wake up. That's what someone. That's what at mb Cali said. At mb underscore Cali said. Okay, so then at Izzy Dion was like, nigga got a mid combo with her and was like, man, fuck that. I miss my wife. Then proceeded to make a video in the next room. Like, where do y'all? Why do y'all? Like, y'all is sickening. My birthday wish is just to have you back. That nigga spent his birthday wish on this shit. 
I'm saying, but it was energy. It was energy. That's what this whole tweet thread is about. Is Quavo? I mean, not Quavo, y'all. Listen, now I'm saying the man name wrong. I've said energy. Like somebody talking about this. Say Travis Scott fan account. He pulled out every trick in the book. Ray London said he had a whole campaign of weak bitch. Uh-oh. Nothing is going to top this iconic moment. We interrupted her whole show. And she was pissed. Y'all, it's just funny. It was a funny thing. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about you, too. Because let's talk about this nursery rhymes and children's stories. Because... I'm going to answer this. I'm going to talk about this because uh, 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 sorry. Y'all know I be talking to people on Twitter on this thing because look, live. Yeah. Okay, so nursery rhymes. Hold on. Speaking of nursery rhymes, let's because I got to Y'all, Moana is being my fucking head. Oh, this shit so bad. <laughs> so let's talk about this because, look, nursery rhymes, children's stories. This is going back to the topic. <coughs> this is going back to the topic. The author of Frog and Toad was a closeted gay man, and Frog and Toad was representative of his secret relationship. Now, first of all, let me just say that I didn't fact check this. Let's fact check this. Because that's the facts. <laughs> we got to get the facts, baby. So listen, listen, listen. Okay, I had to play off the phone up for the children. <laughs> Here you go. What? Okay. 
The city of Miami Beach declared a state of emergency in an 8 p.m. turbulence after huge spring break crowds and fights. Wow. That's crazy, you guys. The curfew will be in effect for 72, for at least 72 hours. So, y'all don't know how to act? Spring break party in Miami South Beach. This isn't going to end well. All right, you guys. Well, since y'all don't know how to act in Miami, y'all are ruining things. Y'all are ruining things. Oh, wow. Tay Tay got a handwritten letter from Beyonce. So, yeah, I don't know what I was just going to say, but I lost it. Offset was a way more fun cheater. I don't know. That shit was funny. It was funny, but it was like, damn, not funny. <laughs> shout out to everybody who's trying to get their life together. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to the crew of everyone trying to, to get this shit together. Who is doing the verses? Oh, shit. I can't believe this. The Osby Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, this I will tune into, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you because that's 
Y'all over verses, like y'all take the whole in the in the club, in the house club. <laughs> I'm really gonna write that shit down. The house club. Um, this is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Listen, okay, so I came on here for some Lucy conversation. Um, <laughs> not to be on Twitter with y'all all day, okay? We can't be doing that. I came to grow with y'all today, and I want to talk about dun, 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 vulnerability. Oh my gosh, y'all. Vulnerability? Okay, the birds chirping. I love the birds. My little stuffy nose, you guys. Oh my god. Um, vulnerability is like it's hard. <laughs> Who are you vulnerable with? Right, because it shouldn't be hard. I'm gonna write that down. Who are you vulnerable with? I really feel like that was something I needed more time with. I'm just gonna get off. Who are you vulnerable with? Who are you vulnerable with? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Who is it? What does it feel like? What does it feel like to be vulnerable? It feels like it's hard if you're someone who struggles with being vulnerable with others. It's Uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to say the least. But it's rewarding.
uh-oh, affirm my bank balance is going to explode with more money than I could have ever imagined. Okay, <laughs> I hope you received that one with me. Because, baby... Baby. So. I'm now. Struggling with this conversation. Okay. I'm struggling. Okay. Ugh. I don't like talking about vulnerability. I don't like being vulnerable. It's, I don't know what it is. Why, why, why do I struggle with vulnerability? Um. Because, probably because of pain, um, like, duh, I'm hearting. I'm not hearting. I'm having a hard time talking about vulnerability because it's just something that's really new. Um, I don't know. Yes, let's talk about this. Okay, so I'm back on Twitter because I I'm, I gotta give myself a break on the fucking vulnerability talk, y'all. I don't know, like it's really hard unpacking this one. I don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll, I'm gonna figure it out. We're gonna heal it. I'm gonna heal it. I'm gonna fight it. I'm gonna pull on those strings. But in the meantime, between time, um, B on Twitter says cheating men stink. I don't want to make the she posted a picture of Quavo, but she also posted a picture of Beyonce and Jay-Z. She says, not my platinum selling tweets ever again. Child, I know Jack is embarrassed. Thank you. Please come again. Lord. Someone comments and says, now this is, this is, this is, this is loose sheets right here. Okay. Men are polygamists by nature. Y'all just never understood. Hold the fuck up, sir. Men are polygamists by nature? Like, y'all act like we ain't some of some of one of the same creatures. The only ding and gum difference is, yes, the woman is more likely to have feelings or emotions about whatever's going on because we are internal beings, baby. You don't go in us I mean, we don't go in you, you go in us, okay? 
So understand that when you dipped, there's residue of emotion. That's it. But don't sit here and try to act like men are polygamous by nature. Y'all just never understood. No, humans like to have sex. Anywho, but someone woman, someone with a vagina, commented back and said, also, but also men are, well, I guess that doesn't identify with women anymore. Okay. I just don't know. <laughs> because I just can't keep up. But also, men are so protective of their chosen woman. They don't want any other man having her based on the same natural instinct. Exactly. 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 I feel like we all have that jealousy streak on something that we feel like is ours. That we, not even just a ownership thing, but like a protection thing. Like, this is mine to protect. This is mine to cover. So no one else needs to worry about how I'm protecting because it's also a very territorial thing. Like, it's that same instinct. But why? 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 Why do they... Why do... Is there some type of misunderstanding when they feel like when when they meaning society or whoever daydreamer Kev is, because he's been daydreaming too long. Because women have that same. Think about your mother. Think about the think about mothers. Think about mothers first of all. What do think about think about the common reaction of a mother bear. A bear, a mother bear, and, and then and then this is so crazy to me how how y'all's just could be so y'all's could be so damn just oh no like ignorant is how I want to call you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but ignorant is what I want to say because how is it acceptable and understand understood for a a, a mother bear? to be overly aggressive because her cubs are nearby. If you understand that basic-ass principle of fucking life, uh, nature of that in an animal, then why do you not understand the very same, if not... I mean, why we if we have authority over animals, come on now. And you can understand that principle of a mother bear in, in the wild. Why can you not understand the principle of a woman feeling equally as protective? I feel equally as protective of my mates as I do my children. If not more, because this is also the person that guarantees further protection over me and my children. So why would I not want to really fuck some shit up <laughs> when it comes to that person? Help me out. Um,
I just don't understand. I just don't get it. And and I don't want to get it either, honestly. I don't even want to get it. I don't want to get it. Because what the fuck? How do y'all rationalize that 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 weird ass thinking? I just, I don't know. I just don't know. But that's weird. It's weird behavior, okay? Because women are so protective of what's theirs or what's theirs to protect. And we have the equal amount of, I feel like women's rage runs deeper. I feel like you see more women on, you see women on snapped, baby. You see women on snapped. Like, I'm not saying that men don't have the rage, but I'm saying that women's rage and not only, and not only the rage, but the rage can carry, like the rage can carry, right? Like the rage over long periods of time like that equal amount of rage can can rise all over again i'm telling y'all so then he come back and say true we are territorial creatures but that doesn't change that we polygamous Creatures in a monogamous society, so there is always going to be an cheating, a cheating issue with us. You know what? She says, "Don't you think those two natural instincts clash against each other? Monogamy was made to make sure those natural instincts of men don't lead to chaos in the world." The world is ran, he says, the world is ran on logical and that undermines the nature of things, but your true nature will always show regardless. She said, oh my God, it really went on. Like She says, I used this example before. If a woman, the most natural thing is to have babies, then why do we take contraception pills? If for a woman, if for a woman, the most natural thing is to have babies. Then why do we take contraception pills? Same goes for men. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good. If men take pills to control that, equals no rape, no cheating, scandals, equals a more peaceful world. Well, okay. I kind of get what you're saying, but I don't know about that, sis. Okay, Daydreamer Cat says, we also have a lack of positive male role models in our household, which leaves boys to figure out masculinity by themselves. You mix that with alcohol abuse, game culture, and other things. You start having problems of that nature. I can see that. I can see that. 
But I just think that y'all don't give us women enough credit, baby. Okay? I'm going to write something. I'm going to write mothers. I know I, I'm going to talk about, I talk about vulnerability. I'm going to come back to it. But mothers. Mothers. Women. Do y'all know how good it is to be a woman? First of all, we are some. Because, I mean, I'm with all of this. Like, I I, I don't know. I understand what he, where he's coming from the more I read. But I just think that it's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, Dreamer Kev. Daydreamer Kev. You better dream a little longer, motherfucker. Because it's a thing called self-control. I don't care. I don't care. Because that's why. Think about, think about also... In monogamy, it requires you to naturally put input some self-control into your own self. I don't think that anything in this world it is it, it's more it's deeper. Like it's deeper than than just cheating in a relationship. It's deeper than that. It's more like survival. I feel like everything goes back to survival. Because you know, yes. There was a period of time where polygamous relations was the thing, and they had that and they enjoyed that. But at the the motion or at the time that monogamy was implemented, you need to understand that that was not for nothing. It was for survival. Things were being introduced to the human body that were not normal to it. Fucking. Penicillin wasn't getting rid of the problem, and sh and things was killing y'all. Y'all act like y'all. I mean, I, I don't know. That's why. That's why I began so. Just I don't understand. I just don't understand how, like, some people just I don't know, push a point. I mean, I push points that's dumb as fuck too. So it's not like I'm saying like you're just alone in that. But I'm saying I don't know. That shit is a survival thing. Because it's deeper, it's deeper than just being somebody who wants to fuck. Like, I'm sorry, sir. You're not gonna, you're not gonna sell me on that point ever, nigga. Because like, dude, nah, you can't sell me on that point. Because women have high sex drives as well. It come matter of fact, sometimes I feel like for a period of time, depending on the hormones that woman is going through or depending on where she's at or depending on just in her cycle. And I'm sorry, I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't finish that sentence. Where she's at in her cycle, like women have crazy sex drives and women are some of the most weird. The thing about it is they just make women have to hide because y'all want to label. I just read something on Twitter uh, last night. And it was saying about um, men. It was talking about men and men, how men can't handle like some, how some men, which the man who, it was a man who tweeted it. Uh, he was saying how as a man in his grown man masculinity, he finds that he enjoys being with and I guess taming a previous hoe or a woman who had been labeled a hoe. Reason being is because all of her experience was now he he saw the the greater value in all of her experience now being utilized in their life. Because 
now he gets to enjoy it alone. And there were, like, guys commenting on it, right? And they were saying, you know, like, you a simp. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. Like, this one dude, like, he's called a simp over and over and over. He called him a simp because I'm a joke. When my woman has to offer call her a hoe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I have. I mean, I have a neutral standpoint on this because I get both perspectives, right? I've been. I've seen that. But as, as you also need to understand, women have high sex drives. Women explore just like the other human. We are literally a race of humans. Like we have the same experiences. And the fact that people or society will try to discredit or shame women for certain experiences, I don't understand it. Or judge. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Women. Y'all. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to face the issue. Blue sheets. I wrote loose. I wrote chicka chicka boom boom because it just provoked a thought, right? It provoked the time. It provoked this conversation. Caterpillar, because you know why? Because caterpillars, you just eat and eat and eat and eat. And eat. Just... butterfly. We're gonna read that book. I'm gonna read that with my kids. Uh, black me, black bee is beautiful. Okay, apologies. I feel like apologies are so necessary. Like, it's nothing like hearing someone acknowledge what they did to you instead of just trying to skip over it and just like I don't know like it's like a closure factor because if you're someone who wants to like really move past something and like not let it like because people who just uh oh my god y'all why are y'all doing this to me today Why is this pulling like deep strings? These loose sheets. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. I literally have butterflies in my stomach. I'm going to write butterflies. I have butterflies in my stomach, y'all. Oh, I wrote it ugly. Y'all are going to laugh at me for this one. I wrote it ugly. Butterflies look super ugly. Don't ask me why. You know where it looks like that? Butterflies. Uh, yeah, apologies. Apologies mean everything. Because it's nothing like someone just acknowledging that they hurt you. 
right? Like, it makes you feel like you're not crazy, right? Because you know that, <clears throat> you know that things happen to hurt, that hurt you, right? But having someone, or you know that someone may have done something to hurt you, but having that person look at themselves and say, okay, I have to acknowledge that I hurt this person. Then, then you know that they're really holding themselves accountable. Right? And that's not to say that the apologies are everything. Because people apologize and still go right back into the same shit, right? We all know this. But an acknowledgement. I feel like it's still a necessary acknowledgement. It has to. It's still. Even, even if it's your... 30th apology you still have to apologize because you still have to acknowledge every time that you've done something to someone right but what about the ones that you don't recognize or you don't know well someone has to bring those to your attention but if they bring it to your attention it's like obviously that's the point that you should apologize what if it's too hard for you Like, what if you feel like you can't apologize in that moment because you can't even think on what you did right now? Too bad. That's how I feel. Like, it has to hurt you. Right? It has to hurt you. It has to hurt you to have to apologize. Like, I feel like I've apologized. There's been times where I've, I've had to apologize for something I did and I cried because I was so sad about what I did. Like, why the fuck did I do that? I'm upset about this, and I'm just apologizing. But... <sighs> I don't know, you guys. Oh my gosh! So Ian Morris says, when things get difficult, the best thing you can for yourself is validate your own emotions exactly and that's really what you have to understand like I don't know like you just have to understand like you don't need anyone to necessarily apologize. Like, if you never get the apology, like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, you're still not crazy. You know what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? And I hate leaving things like that because, you know, it, I don't know. For me, it just feels like things get left open. But sometimes you don't even want to revisit the problem so much so that you just, you just move forward for yourself. Ugh. I'm going to write that down. So, yeah.
Here's something crazy. This girl says, girls who date rappers are extremely brave. Then someone says, girls who date are extremely brave. Then someone says, date it. <laughs> then someone says, Frosty says, there's a difference between men and boys. However, y'all females want to see it. Yeah. And then... Uh, this guy says, Don Cheese. Don Cheese says, it's really not that bad. You get publicly embarrassed, yes, but millions while doing so. That's better than being publicly embarrassed for a nigga who works at FedEx. And I'm going to have to tell you, Don Cheese, I have to agree with you there. I'm sorry. Like, not sorry, but it's... I just don't know. Because here they are talking about brave or stupid. Like, but I just don't understand both. They talking about both. Oh my God, they went in. They went in. Same for NBA Housewives. Girls, y'all deserve a wife trophy or something. I don't know. I think it just depends on the person. Oh my God, did I just read this tweet correctly? King Kai says, one day I'll have a pussy on my face at least four times out of the week. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Turn up, then. Hey, Rasan. I'm just having a moment of silence as I read through the notes. From today, it's Lou Sheets. Lou Sheets is the
I don't know. I got up early. I'm going to read my Bible before I leave off of this thing. That's really what I came in here for. But nursery rhymes and children's stories, do you feel like they're for kids for real? So if you think about the stories our kids or the stories we as children have to tell when we talk about unpacking trauma, honey, uh, yeah, it's like not for the dark, sinister parts of it, but it is for kids because of the dark, sinister parts of it. Like, it's crazy because when you think about life being a kid, like your life, Loki had some dark ass, sinister parts. Like, it's like you almost can't like, leave that out of life. So, yeah, children's stories, nursery rhymes, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's totally for kids, but it's not for kids because, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's crazy because it, they make it, they bring it down to the level of children, but you also have to, like, understand that these people write about their experiences. A lot of people don't realize that artists, and creatives are some of the most sinister people, you know, deep down they have, that's what I'm saying, they, like things with them have depth, like, and, and you know, I don't want to say that's a dark and sinister thing, but because it's not, but it means that sometimes the creativity has to, be, creativity is drawn from pain, right? So if you consider that or, people who have experienced immense amounts of pain that have found ways to channel that pain and they're being creative in, right? Okay. So if you're someone who's writing a nursery rhyme or a children's story, yeah, you are writing about that but from the child perspective. But you're still telling a story, right? You're still telling a story in nine out of, the, nine out of the 10, it's your story. So a lot of times... You know, you'll find that there's underlying stories of molestation, rape, you know, of, you know, of domestic violence. Like there's things that are coming to you from the childish perspective. So, yes, you can read this story and it seems super innocent that you're reading it to this kid, you know. But then when you think about what the story really is saying, you know, as an adult or as someone who has the level of conscious consciousness to really, you know, divulge into that, you know, it's a dark thing, you know, and I think it's a really tough place to consider, but it's, that's how things are created. Like, that's just the truth. That's, you know, there's not, a, there is with everything darkness. Light can't be light without the dark. And that's the craziest part. And like, I think when you finally come to a place or a time, uh, point in your life where you understand that, you accept that, you you are in knowing that, but you move still. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good place to be. Because then the darkness doesn't scare you as much, right? Because you already know it was there. All you can do is continue to try to shine a light on everything that's dark. You know, I try to shine a light on everything that's dark in my life. I, I don't, I don't like it, right? Who likes to shine my light because I, none of that stuff defines anything. Like it does none of it. Like that's the beautiful thing about life. You continue to make new definitions of new things for yourself. 
Dude, some stuff meant mean, one thing this Santa, this trip for this decade, meant another thing the next decade. And that's the beautiful thing about life. It continues to evolve. And it's really about, you know, the parts of life that, 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 that don't stick. You know, think about what a loose sheet of paper is. That's what made me actually title this. It wasn't even the sheets, right? But think about what a loose sheet of paper represents. It's it's an opportunity to be creative, yes, but it's all. It wasn't. Maybe that wasn't the one. And that's what this this. This episode is about a lot of times I don't even freaking know what the episode even, you know, pulls into about or anything. Sometimes, you know, I just kind of talk to y'all because I talk to y'all from a very authentic, genuine place. It's always, it's always raw. It's always, you know, real. And loose sheets is really to, to prod your mind to consider the things that really actually in the, when life starts getting rolling and things start changing mean actually nothing like they don't really mean squat to you like sometimes you have badass memories and it just who the fuck wants to remember that like who wants to live in that right like who wants to live in that i talked to this guy who i knew um there was someone else and they had, this guy got had gotten a divorce and i kid you not this divorce probably happened like 10 to 15 years ago and when you see this guy, he still talks about that shit like it happened yesterday. That's some of the most depressing stuff ever, is to know that someone is, like, stuck. You're stuck in your sad place in this event or this y'all know what I'm eating. Some M&M's. I love M&M's. Y'all know it's too early. I don't care. But yeah, sometimes you have to understand that darkness is just out there. But if you make yourself a light, then you'll shine so bright that it can't touch you. Because I don't know if you've ever been in a dark room, but if there's a light on in there, you see the light, regardless. But if you start to dim... It starts to look like the darkness is consuming. Oh, okay. Vulnerability. Who are you vulnerable with? Who is it? What does it feel like? What does it feel like to be to who is it that you are vulnerable with? Who is it that you can bear yourself? Who are you cracking open for? Right? Opening that chest cavity. <laughs> Letting them see the inside. Letting them tinker on your parts. 
tinker on the parts, baby. Who are you letting tinker? Who are you letting fix you and build you and groom you and grow you? Who are you connecting with? Who are you praying with? Y'all, that's what, when I think about vulnerability, I really think deep down, like, is praying for me, like, because I pray with you, right? I will pray for people, right? If they ask me to, I'll pray for you, right? If you ask me to pray for you, I'll pray for you, right? Because I feel like prayer just comes from such a pure place. No matter what, like I don't even care. Like I don't even. I pray. I've prayed for people who I who in my natural in my natural self I hate. I would say that I hated them, but I've prayed for them still because because I knew that it was wrong for me to feel that way, and because I don't want to have hate in my heart. Like I had to pray for myself and them because of the things, the reason why I hated them, but also. The pure fact that I hid. But praying with someone, baby. That's a whole nother level of vulnerability, right? Because now I'm praying with you, but like when I go into prayer, that's my opportunity to talk to God too. That's my opportunity to to divulge into my heart cavity and my chest and what I got to say. You know what I'm saying? As I'm looking at this green M&M beckoning me to chew it. Green is the color of your heart chakra, you know. I don't understand, you guys, like. It's hard to do it sometimes because there's that fear. There's that fear. What if this person kills? What if this person? Have you 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 think about? Uh, that's why I thought about Mo. That must have been why I totally like channeled Moana earlier because like I've been channeling Moana like a lot lately because the heart of Tafiti or Tafiti is it Tafiti? The heart of Tafiti, Tafiti. Whatever the hell, everybody gotta know. The hearts. Yeah, Tafiti. The heart of Tafiti. It belongs to the mother island.
it's crazy. I don't know. It's that fear. Because if someone takes your heart, y'all think about that damn cartoon movie. And this is what I'm saying about the whole like nursery rhymes, children's stories thing. Like it's still like underlying themes. Like, yes, there's dark, the dark aspect, but like there's also like there's a lesson, but there's it's it's real. They have to make it real. Because we are, even as children, humans under have a, a level of understanding. Even as children. Right? So, they understand that on the level that is presented to them. But I look at that movie and I still draw from it as a parent or as an older person, not a child. Because it's so parallel. Fear. There's that fear. Vulnerability. People aren't vulnerable because there's that fear that someone's going to take your heart out. Maui. Selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what you could think. He was selfish, but he was hurt because he was still looking for love. He was looking for love that he didn't get from his parents. Right? So he stole the heart of Tafiti so that other people would love him. Even though he knew that shit was wrong, he did that shit for, for people to love him. Because it was cool he wanted to give it to the humans. Right? This is a children's story. A children's, you know, plot. But ultimately, when you took the heart from Tafiti, the mother island... You kill multiple generations because now, as y'all saw in the loop in the kids' movie, islands begin to die. Their food sources begin to be affected. Things begin changing, and the only thing that could cause that increase is for the heart to be. Oh, that was something. That was something right there. Did you catch that, Rasan? That was something. I think I dropped something right there. That was a little bit of a chunk. Right? Because think about it. Think about generational curses and what they really are. Generational curse is something that Guard the heart of someone in your line, in your bloodline. And because that heart got scarred, they adapted. They made an adaptation to who they were in order for that type of scar not to happen again. Right? But this adaptation in their character... Because that's where it happens. That's where they made the change. This adaptation in their character. It's what causes them to behave in a certain manner to now someone who is learning from them. Their child. For example... 
someone who grew up with a yelling, cussing, fussing parent oftentimes makes an adaptation to themselves because most people don't like it, right? So they make an adaptation in themselves and they say, I hate that. They don't want to be that, right? They make every effort to go above and beyond or they make every effort to try to refrain from that. But ultimately, they end up being that. Now you say to yourself, how is this person turned into... How did this person turn into exactly what they were trying to avoid? How? Because... In their efforts to avoid being that person, they became a people pleaser or they became someone who would sacrifice, self-sacrifice for the sake of not having to yell or not having to cuss or not having to fuss, right? Because that's not what they want to become because they have already know, they know what that feels like. Right? So instead, a period of time happens where they choose, they choose not to choose violence. <laughs> right? Or they choose not to be aggressive in any sense or to not even be aggressive or be violent but to place boundaries because now they don't want to have any reason to, to be at odds with others. But here's the problem with that. Because battle is a part of life. I'm writing that. It's just all about how you fight your battles. Okay? It's all about how you choose to fight them. You're going to have them. But your choosing on how to fight them determines whether or not you win. You know. And see... I choose to fight my battles silently, alone, and truly not at all, honestly. And now this is crazy because, like, I didn't used to be that. I didn't. I feel like I learned that I could fight my battles all the time, physically. And sometimes that is what is necessary, but I feel like I take every precaution, you know, to not have to do that. And I always have, really. I really always have. I feel like I always have. Shit on me. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to lie y'all, people. Because sometimes the anger demon just gets you. Like, it just snatch your ass up. You know, you mad. But I really, I really don't. Because then you have to understand how much energy that really expounds. I just don't be feeling like that shit. Like, it's the waste of my time. Maybe I'm getting old. 
There's nothing wrong with it. I'm learning. It actually feels really good. To get old and just to know, like, it's so relieving. It's so relieving to know, like, you don't have to deal with certain things anymore. Like, because you're tired of it. When you get tired of shit, certain stuff, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you just know you don't have to deal with it no more. Because you're tired of it. So, you just won't. Like, you won't even, you get bothered, yes, but you just won't deal with things the way that you probably would have in the past. It's growth. And that's what this entire podcast is about. Growth. It's about growing. So, if you like to grow, this is the place for you. If not, then get about my loose sheets, baby, because I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need any of that. Um, I said I was reading my Bible. I really came here to read my Bible today because I needed some something. I needed some something. Oh, here it is. A Psalm of Thanksgiving. Make a joyful... Shout Psalm 100, y'all. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let me tell y'all, this is how I justify my battles. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. I was tired, boss. I mean, I, it's, now that's not to say that you don't have options because it's not like, you know what I'm saying? You got options now. You always got options, okay? But number one option is the Bible. Because sometimes I just feel like nothing else gets it right. And we talking about this vulnerability thing. And it's just, I need to write this bigger on the page. Because it's taking up work. It's taking up work of my energy, to, to, be, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> it's taking up more of my energy, to be quite honest. Vulnerability. Who are you vulnerable with? Who is it? What does it feel like?
what is it they like to be vulnerable? <sighs> it's scary. But it's not supposed to be, right? Vulnerability is transparency, truth, honesty. It's a lot of different things. And I feel like it requires it requires a safe space. It's the ability to be Oh. No, I did not look that up. But you know that words are so my thing. I love words. Words are like everything to me. When people say things in words to me, it's like it's more. I don't know why. I've always been a words of affirmation type of person. Even, and that's something that I had to learn and kind of grow out of is like putting too much stock in people's words and not their actions because I've always loved words. It's the best way to communicate with me, right? So, you know, when people can put into words how they feel about me or excuse me, how I'm making them feel or, you know, just, when they use words, I love it. I love it. So sometimes people don't have the words to say, right? But that's why they make cards. Shit, a Hallmark card can tell you, can tell somebody how you feel. Y'all, don't tell me. Don't ask me why I wrote these eyes like this because I don't even know. I really am lucky I fit it all on here because I thought I was going to run out of space. But it's looking odd. The word looks really weird because I started off like writing it, but then it gets smaller. And as I look at it, it's like, cause it starts off really nice. Like, you start off thinking, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be super vulnerable because I'm just like, I want to just be myself. But then you realize, like, you freeze the fuck up because, like, you're frozen because, like, I don't know. Maybe it's someone that you really care about or maybe it's someone whose opinion you really care about. Care about. But there's a lot of reasons that you cannot be vulnerable someone or that you cannot be transparent or be yourself. And, you know, it requires a safe space. And so I feel like that when, you know, you have to, like, surround yourself with people who give you that safe that safe feeling that you can like let your hair down like I like dance like I don't dance right but I dance like I love dancing right I love dancing I love singing too I don't even have to have a singing voice but I will do that shit all the time and all day long <laughs> probably more than I should without my voice right but that's because 
I have to. I have to be me, authentically. And that's what being vulnerable is. It's, it's, it's being you and being... I'm going to look it up for you guys, of course. I, I got to get down with the dictionary definition. The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Oh, you understand that? That's what I'm saying. You're opening that chest cavity up. Like, you're giving somebody the power to take your heart out. So, they say that there's four main types of vulnerability. Um, it's actually a sign of strength. Like, it's crazy. Because it's, it's not a state of winning or losing. That's what this is saying. I'm reading it right now. It's not a state of winning or losing. It's showing up and being seen. You have no control over that. It says your association or medium.com. This article was written by Tony Fafri. It's a five minute read. Yes, article. I'm just kidding. But if you don't like to read, you can find articles that are super short. I read articles like all day long, literally. Um, vulnerability is about showing up and being seen. It's tough to do that when we're terrified of what people might see or think. Dun, 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 what did I say? It's fear. What do you associate with the term vulnerability? Perhaps it's weakness, fear, hurt, betrayal. Exactly. Right? That's what you always think about when you think about vulnerability. Then you're gonna not want to be vulnerable. Like, duh, what the fuck? But if you find yourself in a situation where you have to be vulnerable, then you have to like overcome that. So now you have to make new associations with that word. So, like, you now define vulnerability as being a strength. You can uh, define it as being. Um, I'm gonna keep. Okay. These are the deep-seated emotions people experience when they reveal aspects of themselves to others. Let's be clear. Vulnerability is not a sign of weakness. It can be your greatest strength. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. And vulnerability, why does he say it sometimes? I'm not going to lie. Like, dang, it's a long word. Vulnerability is not weakness. It is it's our greatest measure of courage, affirms research professional. See what I'm saying, y'all? Why am I not talking today? See? Because I'm trying to be vulnerable. <laughs> and um, in attacking this topic today, it's like, meow. Um, so... Yeah, okay. 
So vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage, affirms research professor and author Renee Brown and Rising Strong. Vulnerability is a double-edged sword. Those who protect themselves to avoid getting hurt fail to appreciate intimacy and close relationships. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? This is really just saying what I just told you guys with different words because I'm trying to get the point across that you really do have to heal your traumas. Like, if you want to sustain healthy relationships. Okay, I'm sorry to break the news like that, but yeah. You need to heal your fucking traumas if you want to sustain healthy relationships. If you want to have close relationships. And I'm saying this not because I'm like forcing you guys to do anything you don't want to do. But I'm saying it because I myself have had to address my own issues to sustain close relationships. Because I did not want to continue to bond with others on shallow levels, um, even though I know that it can cause me to get hurt. See, there is it. There it is. But you have to live in this place of life where you're okay with getting hurt, right? Because people are going to do things that hurt you because the darkness is always around your light. But you still shine a light on those things and you're able to continue your light shining, right? But if you dim your light, there's Okay, so everyone is vulnerable no matter how much they try to avoid it. We are born, born vulnerable and stay that way for our entire childhood. Our relationship with vulnerability is something we are acquainted with, yet abandoned as we merge into adulthood. See, I don't know what it is, but there's some like unspoken rule, but it's spoken though that somehow as you become an adult, you cannot, like, you, you lose, like, I don't know, like, you lose your vulnerability, but it's because of the things that you experience as a child that sometimes, sometimes it is now, that they, because of the things that you experience as a child that has now scarred you, um, so you just don't want to, like, partake in that anymore, like, you're like, yeah, okay, well, I'm gonna limit how I interact with others because, you know, I just don't want to be dealing with that bullshit. Sometimes it just feels like that. But ultimately, you're vulnerable still. And you find yourself just kind of like tricking yourself out of a good time. I don't know. Um, our relationship with vulnerable vulnerability is something we are acquainted with, yet abandoned as we emerge into adulthood. Your association with vulnerability requires a shift in awareness in order to strengthen your emotional well-being okay so when you get stronger in your emotional well-being so basically if you weren't a child that was taught how to handle emotions and the variety of emotions um you often find yourself in this place where you just choose not to feel the range of them so obviously the least favorable emotions are ones that invoke pain such as disappointment frustration um anger obviously but ultimately when you don't know how to handle or manage or experience your emotions because you have avoided experiencing them then you always kind of resort back to anger um because anger is kind of like that default emotion because it's it's really just that expression of non-expression right so it's not understanding or not knowing, or it could be confusion that you're feeling, but 
because you're confused. You're only displaying anger um, because you have yet to be able to really acknowledge, like, I'm disappointed in you or I'm frustrated or you're not able to get put it in words like what I was saying. So words of affirmation is my thing. Obviously, I'm able to put things into words. Um, and I love that. And it's hard for me to connect with people who are not able to put things into words. But what I also had to learn was that sometimes it's worth the battle of learning to connect with those people because oftentimes those are the people I find that I sustain the most long-term in, I guess, positive relationships. Um, because a lot of times people blow smoke up your ass when you're a person that loves words of affirmation. I'm sorry. They're just going to give you all the talk, but they don't give you any action. That's something that you have to learn if you're not taught to look out for um, so yeah. Anywho, it is no use erecting barricades around you while hoping at the same time others will see the blossoming flower within. And that's such truth, right? Like you see that you feel you feel that you're this innocent or loving person. You feel that you're just this great person on the inside, right? Deep down within. But you don't realize that you put up all these walls. Um so yeah, you like block yourself off from being able to allow people to see what you really look like and that that way they can't reciprocate it so you know people reciprocate your energy like you tell people match my energy but you don't even realize that you're giving off negative energy because it's a natural thing now because it's that same adaptation you see what I'm saying and that's why I was saying it's a generational curse because that adaptation can really it becomes part of who you are but it's like at some point you have to choose like okay but you also see where that adaptation may have gotten those because we live in these generations like that's why you're blessed to see like your grandma's uh hey baby one okay so the topic is vulnerability um, it's vulnerability. So it's called loose sheets. This, this, this is called loose sheets because loose sheets is those, it's representative of those experiences that, uh, that you don't want to always remember. You know what I mean? Like it's representative of those experiences that you may, maybe you want to address them, right? You want to acknowledge that they happen. So you have a loose sheet of paper. You can always ball that up and throw it in the trash. It's, it's it's representative of the things that may have kept you from vulnerability, from being, you know, that's what we're talking about is the, and, I, and I'm relating this to generation, right? If you think about the adaptations that were made in someone's life, it happened in one generation. Let's say it happened in the, in the fourth generation. Linga longa, linga longa. Linga longa. <laughs> That's it. But think about okay, the fourth generation may have a certain trauma, right? That may have been the theme of that that whole generation of people may have experienced um whippings like slavery, right? But it's crazy that we can always relate things back to our history, right? But you have to know where you came from to the way you're going, right? Um, so intergenerational trauma is real. It's so real. It's so real, real. I'm telling you because it's that 
They have made an adaptation. Welcome back, Vinky. They have made an adaptation in their character. So let's say that the fourth generation got whipped. So they didn't want to whip. Right? So they tried to do everything that they could do to whip. To not whip, right? He's Lingalonga says you take old energy onwards. Not just environmental. It's totally, yes, exactly. You're right. Now, that is an aspect that I had not touched on yet. And you're so, so, so right. Um, yes. So it's the energy transfer. Yes. So you take that experience of getting whipped, right? And you take yourself, maybe let's say that you're in an environment. Let's say that this is an environmental situation. It's the fourth generation, right? Fourth generation got whipped. So they don't want to whip their children. But now they are stepping into another life right because they don't really know how to also deal with their kids right let's say they don't know how to deal with their kids because they don't whip they don't want to whip because they feel like they got overly whipped right or they they know the pains or the, the trauma associated with that so they don't know how to manage without whipping so they find themselves like in this weird space of trying to navigate new territory right but that also builds within itself frustration so I'm gonna write recognizing emotion on this on this loose sheet also. Right? Okay. So it's like, okay, vulnerability, recognizing emotion, recognizing that frustration. But what does what did I just say? I said it's anger. And when you don't know how to express it, because this may have been also a generation that did not get taught. If they got whipped, then there's likely that they were not taught how to express negative emotion. So at the point that they start to feel the frustration that comes with trying to maybe um, teach your child or trying to do something without whipping, now they are displaying anger because they don't know how to manage that, that frustration or confusion, right? So then anger is their expression. So they express anger all the time. Now here's the third generation who just picks up on that anger factor. But now, now, now Lingalonga says you take the energy. Now this is what, this is where the third generation comes in, right? Because third generation is feeling all that anger, that angry energy has been imparted on them, literally, like into the into who they are, though. It has been ingrained into who they are, right? So it's been ingrained into who they are. They carry on this anger vibe, right? So they have that about themselves. But what does the second generation get? Now we're on two. They don't like the anger. They don't like the anger because traumatized by that anger. So that anger now becomes a negative for them. So what to avoid the, displaying the anger or to give off the anger energy? But what does that cause them to do? It causes them to bottle up. And then now they bottle up. So now they have what? Lacks in communication. Oh my God, y'all. The most beautiful blue bird is outside. I want to take a picture so bad. Oh, I hope he doesn't fly away, you guys. Oh, he's so freaking cute. And got them. So this is going to be the cover of our new lives. Cause I don't know if y'all noticed. Oh my God. He just got a worm. Y'all cannot make this shit up. The early bird gets the worm, baby. The early bird gets the worm.
The early bird gets the worm, y'all. I can't think of a better. Y'all, that was a whole sequence. Like, y'all don't even know. That was a whole sequence. I don't know. This is, it's just, I don't know. Vulnerability is just one of those things, like, it requires of you. It requires of you. It requires of you. It requires healing. And that's what we're doing. Um, so yeah, second generation anger, the anger energy, right? But they have to fight it though. They have to overcome it. And it's the same thing with any other generational curse. It's just like promiscuity. Okay. Promiscuity, I feel like is a one a gener it can be a generational curse, but I also feel like the curse is not the promiscuity itself, but it's the underlying issues that lead to promiscuity. What does promiscuity when you think of someone who is promiscuous, um, I'm going to write this promiscuity down because I'm going to give it its own little. It's got to go down because it's a topic. And this is how this podcast is. Like, I'm sorry. It's, I'm not really sorry. Like, when I say I'm sorry, I'm just not even sorry. Like, that's the truth. Uh, this is how this podcast is. We move. We move through topics. Because that's how my brain works. <laughs> promiscuity. When you think about someone who is promiscuous, think about the underlying issues that, that promise. Maybe some abandonment, right? And this is this is going back to what I was saying earlier about uh, the guy on Twitter, Dreamer Kev, Daydreamer Kev. Like, what the hell are you talking about? We all is is women and men experience. We can experience abandonment issues. We can experience things that lead us to feeling as though we need multiple people to satiate our needs. When really, in all actuality, it, it's about the the journey to. Finding oneself and actualization is understanding that all that you need, you can find within yourself. When you understand that, then it makes it so makes it make, make so much sense that you should be able to to have by one other person, because in all actuality, you can't even trust. And that's why I say that it, it's a survival thing, you know, being promiscuous. And, you know, or is, is, is a danger. It's a danger. And it's not even a, only a physical danger. It's an emotional danger. It's a mental danger, but it's, it's also a physical danger. Because you literally put yourself in the vibe or in the energy of multiple people. And that's what you have to understand. These other people, they're fighting their own damn battles in their own bloodlines. 
And that's going to get me. It's, I'm telling y'all, I'm leading up to this demon dick episode because y'all, that episode is, is I'm, I'm, I'm really dealing with these issues so I can get to that episode. Like y'all, this is this. When I tell y'all that the back porch healing is the place where we heal. Yo, this is not a fucking game. Like I really am sitting here hashing shit out with y'all and it's truth. It's a vulnerable place. It's a safe space. It's a place that represents safe to talk about the issues. This is where we come to address it because it's like, you have to understand that that's what, that's what someone who is promiscuous, I feel like ultimately is a lost person. Um, or confused. When you think about what being lost is, it's, it's also confusion. And when you think about what confusion derives from, I, it's not a, a, a positive source. When you think about confusion as an emotion or as a feeling itself, then you I don't think it's classified as being anything. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. So when you think about any action that is embedded or the root, root of an action is confusion. When you think about that, then you understand that that action is unhealthy. So it's like, okay, now that you've recognized, recognized all these things, now you see the generation, you see how things happen generationally. You see, then it, it gets to the first generation or where you are. Beer Basaba. Lingalonga says forgiveness sets everyone free. And that's the point that I'm getting to, right? Because when you recognize all these things, place where, you know vulnerability is not a challenge anymore, but it's a way of life or it's now your new normal, right? Because now you're in that chapter where you have to be vulnerable. You have embarked because see life continues anyway, right? Hi. Life continues anyway, right? So when you get to that place where you're in that vulnerability or you're in that stage of vulnerability, then you know, you, you can forgive because you have to forgive your own self first. And that's the thing. Like when you understand, he says, how's it going? He or she, Ooh, tell me more about yourself. How's it going? It's going well. This, this, this morning is a beautiful morning. I caught a picture of a bird here shortly, grabbing a worm out of the ground. That shit was beautiful. Like so nature, the early bird gets the worm, you know? But I mean, I'm just saying, this is a never do this. I never do this. I always only give y'all an hour, but it took me two hours to unpack this shit today. <laughs> like, really? That's how I feel. First, to impact, unpack vulnerability. Unpacking vulnerability and what it means and, and, and forgiveness and living in that state all the time. I'm from Georgia. Georgia, baby. Where are you from, Georgia? I'm just kidding. It's Georgia. I'm a peach. I'm a peach. Um. Oh, my God, y'all. My birdie is back. You're from India? Oh, my gosh. I love that. I want to go to India so bad, you guys. Like, I love watching, like, the movies. 
and like I love the way that you guys dance or your culture dance the dances of your culture I don't know the most respectful way to say that but that's the way I'm trying to say it the birdies going oh y'all I love this little bird I think he loves me too he keeps coming back it's a blue bird and blue's my favorite color my favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. I love that movie. I love Patrick Swayze. I'm sorry, I'm just watching this little bird dig for his meal. Y'all ever been digging for your meal? Come up short. Don't. <laughs> That's what he keeps doing. He gone for real now. Next. What you mean next? My next favorite movie? Um, I don't know. The Dark Knight. I love Batman, y'all. I love The Dark Knight. That's one of my favorite movies. And my favorite character is Joker because I feel like I relate to him the most. Like, he's like the sinister me. If I was ever to choose to decide to be just evil, I feel like I would want to do it like that. Like, I would want to be laughing about all the evil shit that I do all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I think that's also something that you have to understand about being vulnerable is that it's a parallel, like, as much as it is. Oh, I want to finish reading this article to you guys, like. Um, so as much as it, but as much as it is a parallel, like it's, it's a positive thing, but it can also be extremely negative because when someone has chosen to be vulnerable, um, then now like you have tapped into another level of them, right? So it's a deeper connection, but those deeper connections can cause deeper reactions. So if someone does embark or find themselves in a state of anger, then their reaction, their initial reaction is more dangerous. That's what I'm saying. Like all of this is just going back to the danger and the truth of vulnerability, right? Okay, I'm gonna finish reading this um article to you guys. Okay, so the wall you construct prevents your true nature from being known to others. It was Rumi who said, "Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek." and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Y'all, Rumi, for one, is a genius. Right? Um, you must accept your vulnerability if you wish to live a wholesome life. Even the smallest act of letting down your guard is a commitment to your personal growth. I think that you have to understand that vulnerability is also in stages. Um, Y'all, I only have like one more minute. What time is it here? It's 9.19, but um, I'm about to end this live. Uh, I guess there's going to be a part two. <laughs> I guess there's going to be a part two because um, I didn't finish reading this article to y'all, but I forgot that um, the lives can only be so long. So I've been talking to y'all's asses for two hours. Too. Right? 
two hours. And um, vulnerability. I don't know, y'all. That's a deep one. I don't know. But I love y'all. Bless y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And jump on part two. Bye.